We're going to head to Christchurch now to the School of Biological Sciences at Te Whareiwananga or Waitaha, the University of Canterbury, to talk to senior lecturer Dr Heather Hendrickson, who's been trialling something known as sustainable biocontrols for the food industry. Could make a huge difference in a pretty important sector of the New Zealand economy. Uh, Heather joins us now. Hello. Kia ora, Jesse. Did you come up with this catchy name, The Nature's Ninjas? I did, I did. I came up with that a few years ago. <laughs> well, it sort of leapt out of the press release, I have to say, uh, so it's done its <laughs> job in terms of marketing, but uh, that's a fascinating science story behind it. So um, what are we talking about here? What have you been studying? So we're working on um, bacteriophages, and we call them phages for short, but phages are the viruses of bacteria. And we're interested in using them as a safe and natural biocontrol um, to protect some of our primary industries against bacterial pathogens. Yeah. So tell us what the problem is exactly that you're trying to solve here. So there are um, a set of four problems that we're trying to solve with this research program that we've just gotten funded for. My part of it primarily is around the honeybee industry. So there's this terrible pathogen called American foul brood or AFB. And if beekeepers go out to their beehive and they find any sign of AFB infecting, um, then they have to close up the beehive and burn it, which is devastating for a beekeeper. And so what we're trying to do is come up with this um, combination of these um, phages, uh, which are the viruses of bacteria, that will actually protect these hives so that the beekeepers won't have as much of this um, infection and won't have to burn their hives. What is a phage exactly? So a phage is the virus of bacteria, and they... um, They're fascinating, actually. They're these little, they almost look like little alien ships. They're tiny, so they're much tinier than uh, bacteria, which are even much tinier even than like a slice through our hair if you were looking at a cross-section. So they have a little um, protein-based head that has DNA in it, and then they have a tail, and they attach onto the cell and inject their DNA and take over the machinery of the cell and make lots of copies of themselves. And then once they've done that, and they can do that in as little as like 20 minutes, they rupture the cell and each one of those phage particles can then go on and infect more of that same type of cell. But they tend not to infect other types of cells, which is why they're like these little targeted assassins or ninjas. Yeah, I love that. Um, And just help my brain, you say virus of bacteria. Yeah. Do you mean a virus that, um, that specifically targets bacteria? Yeah, so yeah. and they're very specific in the in the bacteria that they target. So if we put phages in a beehive, they will be there poised as a little army to attack these um, AFB pathogens before they infect the honeybee larvae. But they don't have a negative effect on any of the other important bacteria that make up a healthy beehive or a healthy bee gut. It's funny. One of one of the um, things we learn is how different viruses are to bacteria. We're told if we've got a bacterial infection or we've got a viral infection, don't bother using antibiotics. But this sounds like an interesting kind of um, what fair to say cross disciplinary sort of inquiry. Yeah, absolutely. And what we're so here in New Zealand, we're not allowed um, in the beekeeping industry to use anything to prevent. Um, AFB infections, so we're not allowed to use antibiotics. And this is this 
wonderful little um, tool that's super abundant, the, these phages in nature, that we can use instead of needing to worry about using antibiotics. How do you work with them when they are so very small? Yeah, so um, they're really they're really hard to see. But what we do is we put down a lawn on a plate of um, like an agar plate, and then if a virus, one of these phages, has landed in that plate, then it makes a little clearing, and you can see this whole death zone where all of the bacteria have been lysed. Um, repetitively because the phages keep exploding out of the cells and then attacking more cells and then exploding more cells. So we see them by by using these kind of classic microbiology techniques. And are they ever present in the air or do you have to go out and find them, Heather? So actually, we were really lucky in this project because we went to the apiculture conference, um, so the honeybee keepers, and we asked them to send us soil samples from around their hives and also bee, um, like debris samples. And they sent them from across the country. We got 400 different samples from beekeepers from, you know, Wanaka to Whangarei. And that was how we discovered these um, phages in the first place. And you started naming them. Well, we actually let the beekeepers name a lot of them. So we have um, some that are named after some of our um, honey uh, bee interests here in New Zealand, like Udahina Gold and Wild Cape. Um, we even named one after uh, Barry Foster, who is one of the um, people who were prominent in the beekeeping industry um, in research. In a way, I guess, if these are super targeting um, viruses, they might be better than antibiotics, which tend to kind of blast everything, right? Good and bad. Yeah, exactly. So um, antibiotics sometimes in a system will affect all of the different bacteria. And so they almost go off like a nuclear bomb yeah. in, um, in, a, in a biological system. And that's why we really like the idea of these phages because they'll preserve the other types of bacteria in the environment and only target the ones that we're after. What about the work you're doing with the kiwifruit industry? Can you tell us briefly about that? Yeah, so um, my my co-science lead on this research program, Peter Finneran at the University of Otago, has been working to discover um, bacteriophages to protect kiwi fruits from Pseudomonas syringae or PSA for the last 15 years. So um, Pete is going to be doing uh, more of that work and getting into field trials, and we're going to be learning from one another. And um, he's also going to be getting into cherries, and my laboratory is going to progress into salmon. So those are the four um, primary industries that we're going to be helping with this type of technology because of this Endeavor program. Important question for all the beekeepers and kiwi fruit orchardists listening. How soon? How soon might you be able to help? <laughs> well, they're they're making a lot of wonderful progress in the kiwi fruit um, in co collaboration with Zespri, and so they're hopeful that they'll be able to start field trials as early as um, later this year or later later next year. And the the honeybees, we're probably going to have to wait till year three or year four, but we're we're you know on the march, and we, now we've got the support, and we're really hoping that we can you know keep our promises to these industries because they've been really helpful to us. Think it's going to work. I, I have really good feeling about it. We've done some great in vitro testing and we've got some really great leads on combinations of phages that are going to protect against the kinds of ranges of pathogens that we have in New Zealand. And then we can look at whether or not we can also protect against the ranges of pathogens that they have in other places. You don't sound like you grew up in New Zealand. What brought you to this part of the world? 
um, the joy of microbiology. <laughs> so <laughs> I started um, at Massey University about 12 years ago as a postdoc. And, you know, if you get the opportunity to work in a place like uh, New Zealand, I, I don't know why you would leave if you, if you didn't have to. It's been, it's been awesome. Great. So where to from here? Well, we've got um, this wonderful um, funding, which is going to make a huge difference. Uh, we're expanding our phage hunt. We're putting together new combinations. I have students that are going to be working in the lab over the summer. Um, yeah, lots of great stuff to do. And then we've got lots of great collaborators at Catherine and Plant and Food and um, ESR who are going to be helping us along the way in this program. Thanks so much for your time today. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Josie. Dr. Heather Hendrickson from the School of Biological Sciences with some optimistic news. She's at University of Canterbury.